What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, June 13th, episode number 97. Wow, we're getting close to that 100. I'm excited about today's show. We're going to break down. down that AFC North, who are the winners and losers from the NFL draft, what does the depth charts look like on each team, and we're going to also go over again my player projections. So I got a quick story for you guys. The other day, Michelle asked if we should get another gun for the house, you know, just for safety. (laughs) I looked at her like it was my birthday. I just smiled, and I said, hell yeah. So we ended up going down to the gun store, and they were out of just about everything. It was just bare. There was there was a long wait in line to get up to the clerk and stuff, and they were just they were out of everything. And so we walked away unsuccessful. We didn't get anything. Um, and then a few days later, she texts me about this Berna, which is a non-lethal uh, gun that's sh- uh, CO2 based, is CO2 filled, and it shoots a projectile similar to similar to a paintball gun. But um, some of the pellets are filled with pepper spray or they have just like a plastic or a rubber pellet as well. Um, and I looked into it and it looked really interesting and we ended up getting one. And I'm excited and I can't wait to, to get it and use it and play with it and whatnot. So um, I've also watched several uh, videos on YouTube of guys getting shot with this thing because one of my concerns was, is it strong enough to, you know, not physically hurt somebody but you know cause them to stop what they're doing attacking you if or, what, or whatnot and yes this thing looks pretty darn painful um and so real quick the point of the story is i was talking with some friends and one of them suggested that this be the punishment for my work league um a good friend of mine whom shall stay anonymous you know who you are um he has finished in last place in consecutive years so back to back last place And as part of my victory in being league champion this year, I get to choose the punishment with league approval. Uh, But the league will pretty much approve just about anything. So I think I just figured out his punishment. So I want you guys to let me know what I should do. So you can do that by hitting me up on social media, which is Twitter and Facebook's at Fantasy Knockout. Instagram is at fantasy underscore knockout. Uh, the show, we got a hashtag, dominate your league. Also, check out the website, fantasyknockout.com. And you guys ready to talk some news? News with views. Oh, wow. We got some good news this week. Uh, so, to start it off, the big one running back, Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. He came out and he's not going to participate in any team activities until he receives a new contract. Uh, Cook is entering the final season of his four-year rookie deal and is scheduled to make just over $2 million this next year. Well, here we go. I didn't think he would be the one to hold out, but he is. Um, I hope they can work out a deal because if he misses any time, basically, and Alexander Madison is going to become a top running back in his place. So we'll continue to monitor this. Luckily, this is fairly early in the uh, preseason, off seasons, what do you want to call it, where there's a lot of time. I think something will get done with Diggs being traded away. 
Minnesota has a little bit of cap space to kind of play with this. Um, now, if Diggs was still there, uh, Cook would be, you know, he, he wouldn't be able to do this. So, um, but anyways, he's the first one to, uh, with, you know, to hold out or try to get a new contract. So good for him in trying to get paid. I think he will. Um, so hopefully they work something out. Uh, next is running back Devontae Freeman. He's a free agent right now. Uh, it is said that the Bucks, uh, he or he said the Bucks can reach out directly to him if looking to negotiate a contract. Uh, there's a number of teams that are interested in him, but um, I guess he said that they can't negotiate through the media. So uh, he's asking them to hit him up and get him a, a get him a deal. So I suppose uh, Freeman will sign somewhere as a vet. Uh, I think Tampa Bay makes a lot of sense there for him. He could be actually he could walk right into a really good role there uh, in Tampa Bay. So next we have some snooze from the commissioner. So Roger Goodell, he uh, basically the NFL released a memo stating beginning June 5th, coaching staffs may be among the employees returning to all team facilities, which is great. Uh, Players are not expected to return until the start of training camp. Or they're going to mandate that teams conduct training camp at their team facilities, so no more traveling. So you can't go to like, I think what was it? Dallas would go to like Oxford, California, and stuff like that. Uh, everybody's going to be in their team facilities uh, this year just because of the coronavirus and and safety issues going on there. Uh, the next bit is the NFL issued protocols to clubs laying out plans for players return to club facilities. Uh, the CBA says teams can report 47 days before their first regular season game, which for most teams is going to be July 28th. Um, so that's good news. We will start to uh, see guys reporting there. And then the last bit is the NFL has officially canceled mandatory mini camps and extended the virtual offseason program through June 26. Good news. Next is running back Raheem Mostert of the Niners. There is speculation that he could see a deal get done. Uh, right now, he's due $3.15 million in 2020. Any extension this offseason would certainly lend confidence to him becoming the lead back there in San Fran. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I hope something gets done because that'll give everybody more confidence in him being the number one guy there ahead of Tevin Coleman. All right, let's move on to the main event. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Main event. All right, so we're going to break down the AFC North this week. And again, we're just going to go alphabetically. So we're going to start off with the Baltimore Ravens which is a team that set a lot of rushing records last year. And then they go ahead and draft a running back and J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State in the second round. I still see Mark Ingram as the lead uh, running back for this year and Dobbins taking over next year or at the end of this year. Um, I do see a regression in touchdowns for the team this year as they had, I believe they had like, was it 43 or rushing touchdowns or something like that they had a ton of uh touchdowns um still i like this team to be very fantasy relevant also i'm excited about marquise hollywood brown this year uh really like his upside i think he'll take the next step forward um you know he was dealing with injury throughout last year he kind of nicked up banged up so uh, let's talk some depth charts so the quarterback there is lamar jackson the running backs are mark ingram jk dobbins gus edwards 
Um, I think Dobbins comes in at that number two. I think he surpasses uh, Edwards. Don't forget that Edwards is there uh, for you know probably depth and stuff. Uh, the receivers are Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin. I like them a lot. Willie Sneed is there as well. And then tight end is Mark Andrews. So I got Lamar Jackson uh, projected for 276 completions, passing the ball 3,315 passing yards, uh, 26 passing touchdowns with seven interceptions, and then also rushing for not a, quite as much, but I got him statted out for 958 rushing yards with six rushing touchdowns. For a total of 342 points. So he's still he's going to be my number one. Probably my number two quarterback in my rankings. Um, and then next is Mark Ingram. I have him rushing for 174 rushes for 835 yards. Six touchdowns on the ground. 28 receptions for 238 receiving yards with two receiving touchdowns for 165 points. And then next I got J.K. Dobbins rushing for 168 rushes, 774 yards, five touchdowns on the ground for 28 receptions, 211 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdowns for 146 points. Similar to Mark Ingram because I think they're going to be that one-two punch this year. And then I think Dobbins will take over eventually. Um, the wideouts, Marquise Brown, I got him with 58 receptions for 750 yards for six touchdowns for 134, 139 points. Um, I see his ceiling a lot higher. Um, my projections weren't super kind to him, but I like his talent. I, I, I'm going to be taking him towards the end of the, the middle rounds in the draft. Uh, I'm going to take him because he's got some upside. I like him better than any of the receivers there in New York. Uh, you know, for the Giants, take him over Tate. Take him over. Uh, actually, let's see where I have Brown ranked. Um, I have Brown ranked at my wide receiver number 34, so I have him over quite a bit of good players there. Um, yeah, I like Brown. So, And then next we got Miles Boykin. I got him with like 35 receptions, 500 yards, four touchdowns for like 92 points. Uh, Mark Andrews, I like him a lot again this year. He's going to do better. Got him 71 receptions for 999 receiving yards, basically 1,000 receiving yards, eight touchdowns for 183 points. Um, so that gives you an idea for the Baltimore Ravens. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals, they come in next, and they get the quarterback of the future with the number one overall pick. They go with Joe Burrow. They cut ties with Andy Dalton, making it Burrow's team right from the start. Uh, they give Joe a great wideout in T. Higgins, similar to when they um, when they drafted Andy Dalton and A.J. Green many years ago. They drafted them in the same draft. They go with... Burrow and Higgins, so these two are going to be tied together for many, many years. GM Chris Ballard of the Colts, whom I respect a lot. He's got a great eye for talent. Um, He mentioned that they were targeting Higgins. They were hoping Higgins would fall to them in that second round where they took Michael Pittman. But the Bengals, you know, they took him first. So, um, And then speaking of A.J. Green, he should be back this year and... You know, this team will be electric. They're, they have a ton of weapons. So you got A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. I wish they upgraded their tight end some, but oh well, you can't have everything. And then the deep bench, they should still be pretty not great. They're going to be bad, and which means that this team should be playing from behind um, with a somewhat electric offense. Mixon should see a ton of work, and I believe in Joe Burrow's talent. So. Uh, let's talk about depth charts. So the quarterback is Joe Burrow. Running back is Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. But Mixon's the main guy there. 
Wide receivers, you got A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and Higgins. Uh, tight end, you got C.J. Uzama and Drew Sample. Um, so let's talk projections. Joe Burrow, I got him projected for 360 completions for 4,234 passing yards. Haven't thrown the ball quite a bit this year. 24 touchdowns, not many TDs, uh, 15 interceptions, and he's going to run 126 yards for one touchdown on the ground for about 260 points. Uh, right now, I got him ranked as my like 21st quarterback in the draft. I would not draft him, um, but I would keep an eye on him, see if he tears it up week one, two, three, or something. Then he might be a quality. He's going to be a streamer um, throughout the year. So I like, again, I like his talent a lot. I think he could be a surprise uh, this year. So I think a lot of people know that he will be good or suspect he'll be good, but not, you know, usually it takes a while for rookie quarterbacks. I think Burrow can come in and do, do enough his first year to uh, kind of impress quite a bit. Um, that's uh, Joe Mixon comes in next. I got him for 288 rushing attempts uh, for 1,267 yards, seven touchdowns on the ground, 41 receptions for 332 yards, two receiving touchdowns. And that gives him a total of 232 points. Uh, he's kind of my second tier in running backs. I have Mixon is my number seven overall, not overall, my seventh running back. Um, kind of behind that, uh, that's, I guess, a, say third tier. So your first tier, you got CMC, Barkley, and Elliott, right? Those guys. Then you got to move Cook down. You got Cook, Kamara, and Henry kind of in that next group. Then you got Mixon and Chubb and Drake and Jacobs all kind of right there. So. Um, I like Mixon's talent a lot. He's been one of my guys over the years. Uh, Bernard don't have much for him. 56 yard or 56 rushes for 207 yards, one touchdown, 34 receptions, 244 receiving yards for like 66 points. Uh, not going to do too much, uh, you know, impeding on Joe Mixon's, uh, uh, backfield there. Um, Wideouts. So AJ Green is back. I love his talent. I think he, it, you know, he's getting older. He's missed a lot of time. Um, I, it's hard to project what he's going to do this year because when he's on the field, he's an amazing wideout. Um, so I, I was not too kind for him. Uh, Fifty-five receptions for seven hundred fifty receiving yards, five touchdowns for one hundred thirty-two points. I think his his counterpart there and Tyler Boyd is going to do a little bit better. 81 receptions, 973 receiving yards, five touchdowns for 167 points. Uh, you still got John Ross and Higgins, who will get some, but they're not. They're going to be like the second, third, or fourth receiver there. Um, and then the tight end, CJ Uzama, 43 receptions, 411 receiving yards, three touchdowns for like 80 points. Um, you know, he'll be a streamable tight end here and there. Probably, <laughs> probably not. So. And then next is the Cleveland Browns. They go out and get Baker. Much needed help with the with a better offensive line. Uh, but I think that helps Chubb out more than Baker. Kind of. <laughs> I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, so they sign offensive tackle Jack Hawkland from the Titans. And they draft offensive tackle Jared Willis, Willis uh, out of Alabama, I believe, with their first pick. They got a new coaching staff this year, so you got head coach uh, Kevin Stefanski, who will utilize his weapons better than Freddie Kitchens ever did. And you know, for the wideouts, I think it's going to be a one A one B thing again uh, with uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. 
And then I believe Hunt is going to be a, a complimentary back for Nick Chubb, uh, similar to what he did last year. But he also has league winning upside if anything ever happens to Chubb. So the depth chart, we got Baker Mayfield as the quarterback. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt are the running backs. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry are the wideouts. And then they sign tight end Austin Hooper, free agent. Kind of an odd signing. I didn't uh, expect him to go there, but a lot of talent there for Baker to succeed. I'm excited um, offensively. It's not going to be this high-flying passing game. I think it's going to be a lot more running uh, and slowing down, playing good defense, um, especially in that division with Baltimore and the Steelers. Um, a lot of a lot of good teams in that division. So, Baker, let's, uh, let's talk projections. I got 339 completions for 4,032 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, uh, and then he's going to run for 143 yards and a touchdown. And I got him for 261 points. Um, Nick Chubb, this one kind of shocked me when I was statting him out at first, but I believe in his talent. I think he is one of the most talented running backs. Um, He just had such a bad offensive line and just was not utilized to his ability. Um, But I got him for 275 rushes for 1,405 yards. Yes, that's more than Derrick Henry. Um... Nine touchdowns, 39 receptions for 293 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdowns for 245 points. I am a believer in Chubb. I Again, I love his talent. I think he's going to be a sneaky, almost, uh, I'm calling him right now, I think he's going to be one of my guys this year. Um, but, yeah, I got Chubb as RB8 on my rankings. All right, so then we got Odell Beckham Jr. I got him and Jarvis Landry. They're basically identical in projections. So Beckham has 75 receptions for 100 or 75 receptions for 1048 receiving yards and six touchdowns. That's 178 points and then Jarvis Landry is 78 receptions for 1010 receiving yards and six touchdowns for 175 points. So if you're going to be drafting two of either one of them, I would go with the better value which will be Jarvis Landry cuz he's going later in the draft several rounds behind Beckham even though Beckham is falling in the draft as well. Um so you got solid wide receiver twos there in both of them. Um you know, and Beckham has amazing talent where he can take a slant to the house and have, you know, all of a sudden turn into a very uh, winnable week for you. It's just can he do it on a consistent basis? which I don't think he will, and he proved it last year. So, And then the last is Austin Hooper, the tight end there. I got him pegged for 65 receptions for 687 receiving yards, four touchdowns for 125 points. Solid tight end. Um, let's see where I got him ranked. I have uh, – oh, my rankings are not kind to Austin Hooper. I have him at tight end 19. Uh, hmm. Well, I'll have to take another look at that. Uh, but, yeah, I got – other guys I'm a little more excited about, like in Jonu Smith and Hayden Hurst. I like those guys a little bit more than him. So, all right, last team we have is the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that should destroy expectations this year. Nothing like last year. Basically, we just have to throw out last year if we we're going to use any, uh, you know, yearly statistical data to help project stuff for this year. You got to throw out last year. Big Ben is back. Uh, they get him wide out in the second round. Claypool, who is f- physically comped to Calvin Johnson, don't don't hear me wrong, physically comped, not talently, um, you know. So 
Clay, I'm not saying Claypool's Calvin Johnson or Megatron. There were rumblings before the draft that Juju might be gone after this year, which makes it tough to project these wideouts. I love Juju's talent, and I think he will be a solid. Uh, he'd be very, very solid this year. I also really like uh, Deontay Johnson, and he should have a quote breakout year. Um, I still believe in the running game, and I think Connor will be solid. Don't know if he'll play all 16 games, but when he's on the field, he is a solid running back two on your team. All right, so the depth chart, Big Ben is quarterback. Running back is James Conner. Jalen Samuels is the backup. Wide receivers, you got Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson, and they also signed tight end Eric Ebron, who will be interesting there in Pittsburgh. All right, so I have Big Ben projected for 364 completions for 4,219 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and he's not that mobile, so I got him for 46 yards and no touchdowns for 263 points. Um, James Conner, I have him rushing 234 times for 1,004 yards, 8 touchdowns, 40 receptions for 324 receiving yards, and 2 touchdowns for 209 points. I think that puts him... Like in that RB2 range, so we're like in the 20s. Yep, I got him ranked at RB22. So, um, you know, not a bad. Hopefully you can snag him for like a flex player or something like that. Uh, Jalen Samuels, I got him 62 rushes for 223 yards, one touchdown, 53 receptions, 368 receiving yards, and two touchdowns for 101 points. Basically a backup there. Connor's the main guy. And then the wideouts, uh, Juju, I have him projected for 86 receptions for 1,176 receiving yards and seven touchdowns for 202 points. And then Deontay Johnson for 71 receptions, 929 yards, just shy of 1,000, five touchdowns for 158 points. I like him a lot. I'm going to take him at the end of most of my drafts as like a fourth or fifth receiver on my team and just pray for the upside that him and Big Ben figure it out. Um, and then tight end Eric Ebron, he's going to have got him pe- pegged for 42 receptions for 475 yards, four touchdowns, but I think his ceiling is pretty high. He's just another big body target for Ben in the red zone. Uh, so I could see him easily outdoing that. That's total f- for 92 points, but I could see him getting possibly six to eight touchdowns, similar to what he did uh, with um, Andrew Luck there in Indianapolis. So. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show, we're going to break down the AFC East. So stay tuned. Um, hope you guys are liking these uh, this little series going forward. Well, I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe and whatever platform you're on, leave a rating and review if possible. Really helps out the show. You can visit us on the interweb at fantasyknockout.com. All right. Till next time. See ya. See ya.